Welcome to Conversations at the Well. Before we start our episode for today, I wanted to give a couple of reminders. First of all, we are in the second episode of a three-part series on missions. The first episode was the last week's, where we heard from Paula Stein, who accompanied us on a mission trip in 2019 to Cuba. Today, we're going to hear from our ministry director in Cuba, and you're in for a real treat. We wanted you to be able to hear directly from our director in Cuba what the mission of the well and of Proclaim Cuba is, so that when we are able to take mission trips back to Cuba, which we are praying will be sooner than later, you would have an opportunity to hear directly from the source what God is doing and what God has purposed for the women of Cuba, so that you might get a taste of the treat that you would be in for and the blessing that you would be in for should you choose to accompany us on a mission trip in the future. Second, I want to remind you, as I did before our last episode, that we recorded this episode in June, and we could not have imagined that the current situation and crisis that is going on in Cuba would actually be playing out. When our guest is talking about COVID and the impact, just for you to understand that in the month that transpired between our recording of this episode and it's airing today. The conditions in the country deteriorated rapidly as COVID cases began to increase and the restrictions that are mentioned in this episode became much more severe and the shortages became much more severe. So again, I just wanted to give you context in light of the current situation and ask that you would be in prayer for the people of Cuba and that you would consider donating to the Well Ministry to Proclaim Cuba. There's a link in our show notes, and there you can donate. You can certainly donate to the Well, the Women's Ministry, and what's going on there. I would also ask you to consider donating to the General Ministry Proclaim Cuba so that that money can go wherever God directs it and wherever our leaders there in Cuba who know the needs because they're living in the needs uh, know where that money can best be placed. So just ask that you would give generously to these people who have such a strong faith and that faith is what I know you will walk away with being blessed by as we listen to this episode today. We have one of the biggest dreams come true for our ministry and our podcast today in this episode, and that is that our guest is actually talking to us from Cuba. This lady is extremely special to me. In fact, she is my voice in Cuba, quite literally, when we go. She was first introduced to me as my translator, but that just God brought a very special connection between myself and Delfina Santana, who is our <laughs> guest today. So Finita, we lovingly call you, all your friends call you Finita. So we're, we're all friends now. So Finita, will you please introduce yourself to our audience? Just tell us who you are and a little bit about you. Yes. Oh, thank you first for your kind uh, words. You are 
So stay tuned me to him. I love you so much. So hello, uh, everyone. May God bless you all. My name is Delfina Santana, but everybody calls me Finita, and I'm the leader of the ministry, the Well Women's Ministry uh, here in Cuba, and and I'm a mom of two of two sons. One is 22 years old, and the other one is. Yeah, and I'm uh, so proud, Mom. <laughs> uh, so I'm so glad to share this time with you. It's a great privilege to me. So, Finita, I wonder if you would share with our audience just a little bit about what has been going on in the last year uh, with Cuba and COVID and how that has affected your ability to do ministry to um, reach out to different women across the island and, and just be able to tell a little bit about what the last year has looked like ministry-wise for the well in Cuba. Oh, yes. The COVID has impacted Cuba in many ways. It, it has been a very difficult time. Um, I usually hear phrases like, we thought the situation was hard before, but now it's worse. So uh, people... People complain because um, they are told to remain uh, at home, but they need to go out to fight. This is a, a Cuban phrase to to express the action of looking for food mm-hmm. to maintain their families. There is almost nothing, literally. No food, no medicine. That's why when they sell something in the shop, people go with a thinking of a battle. That is the real situation in Cuba after the COVID. Yeah. Very often you can see people fighting in the line because, because many are trying to get something to provide for, for the needs of their families. And but there are people, there are, there are also people who are seeing the opportunity to make money uh, through these uh Dealing uh, is so sad, yeah. and <clears throat> the the I I think that the severe shortage has robbed people natural affection and common sense. There is the scenery here in Cuba right now. Yeah. They can't realize God has plenty uh, of uh, blessings for them and their families as well. If they just look to Him first, Psalm twenty three has been such a vivid experience in a Christian family. Uh, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be one. The Lord has miraculously provided to, to his people in such a way that we have had enough for the basic stuff we need um, for our families. And we have been able to share with others with all their most need to the word is fulfilled. When it says in Matthew 6, uh, 23, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his, and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. And this has been an experience, a very strong experience in uh, the lives of many of our women and uh, of our sisters and brothers in Christ here in Cuba. That is the great testimony we have in the middle of this hard time. We haven't been able to celebrate 
are well yearly events and meetings, but um, due to the pandemic, as everyone everyone knows, but God has done great wonders among us. Sometimes I have had the feeling of God saying, you are doing so many things and I want you to stop and look at me. He has put, put uh, in my heart to collect testimonies from women of the three regions of Cuba. And it is amazing how all of them share testimonies of miracles, miracles of healing, of good provision, uh, and hope when they were desperate. Some of the most impacted testimonies yeah. have been uh, when they they prayed to the Lord and they have uh, prayed for God's blessings over their ground and God has turned arid land into fruitful places that produces enough food for themselves and to share with others. So I think in the midst of this crisis, God has glorified his name, and I so appreciate being part of God's work here in Cuba, because I consider myself a first-hand witness of his miracles and his mighty deeds in this time. Wow. Anita, I know this because every time I have been to Cuba, it so strengthens my faith. Yes, I know. To see and to hear the strong, strong faith of the Cuban people. And I will say especially of the Cuban women. Because I know as a mother, instinctively, when we don't have enough, our our hearts and our minds immediately go to not how are we going to survive, but how are we going to care for our children? Yeah. And... That strength of character and of faith that God has instilled in the women of Cuba is just so powerful. It's such a great testimony and a reminder to everyone everywhere that we can think we're so talented, we can think we we work so productively, we, you know, we've got this. And we as mothers so fiercely protective of our children, but when it would strip that all away. God is the only one who ultimately can provide. And yes, you, that's yeah, you have shared with um, with me and we have shared some stories through our social media channels of a new uh-huh. ministry that God gave you during this pandemic, the mercy ministry. So I yes, will, the mercy ministry, yes, yes. Yeah. Will you please share with our audience how God gave you that idea and then how that Mercy Ministry has been able to really help provide for the women in Cuba. Yes, of course. It, it was going through this time that God gave me the vision for the Mercy Ministry. Um, every week, women began to bring whatever they could to share with the women most in need among us. I, I was so amazed and what God began to do, uh, a great movement uh, in the middle of the women began to, everyone wanted to share something, no matter if, if it was a little or more, but uh, this, is, this has been a wonderful experience. 
that has green and unity among our women. This this mercy ministry um, allowed us allowed us to concern more one another, and we have been strengthened in in, in God's love. Um, it has been uh, as I told before, amazing uh, how how we had every week a box that we called uh, the Box <laughs> Mercy Ministry uh, filled. That box was filled every week to help one of our women most in need. And it has been a great testimony in our church, but also for our uh, sisters, families, um, in our community, in our community. It has been um, a great uh, testimony for every one of us. Uh, I, I want, I'm in love with this mercy ministry because, because the Lord has taught me so many things through it. Also, we are under restrictions right now. and We are not able to gather together in the temple as we used before. We keep on. With this, with this plan, with, with this project, and tomorrow uh, we we have intend to go to Diego de Avila. We we have to uh, place there um, to a church when where we want to extend the ministry well, and we have uh, collected uh, some items to by by being of the Mercy Ministry to help a, a group of, of children in that place. So I'm so glad in the Lord, and I'm asking him to keep on providing and putting resources and things in our hands and love in our hearts to keep on doing his work through this mercy ministry. That's awesome. You know, I think yes. it's, <laughs> I think it's, interesting how you know the the dichotomy of covid's effects in the united states and then that versus how it has affected cuba it seems to me that what you're saying is in the midst of the time when here in the united states everybody just fled to their house and anything you needed you got ordered from you know the internet or amazon or whatever it was and and there was nothing really that you wanted anybody to do for you. You didn't want people to come over to your house and bring you stuff. You didn't want to get infected with whatever they may or may not have. You got comfortable being by yourself, just with your people. And in the midst of that, God worked in Cuba with the physical items that he could give women to provide other women to build yeah. community, to bring yeah. people together more than, he, than had been done before the pandemic happened and i just think yeah. that that is beautiful and like you said <laughs> how lucky you are to get to witness the physical provision of god you know so often we witness the spiritual provision of god he delivers us from sadness from depression from anxiety but how incredible to witness the physical provision of our bodies from god the food that he yeah. provides the land to produce for our bodies. How incredible. It's, it's uh, fascinating. I'm so, I'm so glad to be 
to be in the midst of these movements <laughs> and to experience um, the miracles of from God because I can say I can say it um, completely sure that we live every day because God uh, sustains our hands and and He has been so faithful in providing every day every day for our basic needs. It has been so vivid that we must say, oh, Lord, you are the best. And thank you. We, you know what, this, although this part sounds so hard times here, it used to be hard before, but from COVID on, it's harder. And, but that may make the effect of that in a Christian people is to bring us closer to the Lord um, because we become more dependent on, on Him. He is, he is everything we have. Yes. And you know what? He is everything that, that we need. Mm. Because in His hand is, is everything that, that we live, we, we need to, to live our life. I was reading in the Bible, um, before beginning a uh, text in the Matthew 6 from verses 25 to 34, it talks about no worries. No worries because it's not your life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. And the Lord keeps, keeps on saying and teaching. And in verse 33, he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Mm. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself if they have enough trouble with them. We have, this has been a text very powerful in our, in our lives because we have seen it's real. <laughs> so I'm so glad for that. Yes. I'm reminded that it says in scripture that God, just as he did with Jesus, you know, G he took Jesus out into the wilderness for 40 days and Satan uh -huh. tempt allowed Satan to tempt him before Jesus, at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry, before he went out to really do what God has purposed for him. And we know that one of the purposes of the testing that God has for us is to strengthen our faith, to draw uh -huh. us closer to him so that he can fill us with what we need for the next thing that he has for us. And I have yes. no doubt that what's been going on in Cuba right now with the pandemic is creating that perseverance, the strength, bringing the That's people right. of Cuba and especially the women of Cuba together back to him, and, but closer together too, as well in, in your yes. communities yes. because of what it is that he has already planned and purposed for the next phase of what the ministry will do. And yes, I wonder I as the, as the director of the well in Cuba, it's such an honor for me to get to partner with you. Uh, as the director of the well here in the United States. And one of the very unique things that you and I have seen God doing in this ministry is that it's not the, just the United, it's not the American women just 
helping the Cuban women or the Cuban women just receiving, but it's the, it's empowering the Cuban women and the American women to truly partner, partner together equally in order to fulfill the kingdom purpose and the mission of God. You and I know that that has been his purpose and his vision from the beginning. So will you tell our audience, please, just um, what is it that you have? What what vision do you have going forward with the well? What what are your dreams? What do you sense God wanting to do, not just for the women in Cuba, but for the women across the world? Um, There, I think... (laughs) Women are so special. Uh, I think many women need to to wake up from spiritual litany. I I think there are many women needing to begin using the spiritual weapons to conquer women of the world for Christ. There is a great battle against that, against the marriages that families the the devil knows women are those used to give life by design. That's why she has been always attacked since the garden of Eden. Women are especially gifted with a unique power to create, to build and to be a life giver. But if that power is not submit to Christ, that same strength is used to destroy and to bring death. And it's sad. This is the story of many women today. We all know uh, it was by means of, uh, of the women, of the woman, Satan brought destruction to the world. But by means of the woman, God brought redemption and life to the, the lost world. So we are of those who bring life. We are in the, the God team, <laughs> uh, and I think we we are in search of the spirit, the life we have received from God wherever we are, because we are the ones who know Him. And I'm glad that there are many women around the world proclaiming God's truth. The will is an example of this. I appreciate. I respect and love so much the work you are doing from your country and many other women uh, as the ministry revival heart uh they are wonderful examples of proclaiming God's truth throughout the world. But I think uh more women must be added to this great army of faith. Uh, we have this responsibility to live a legacy of faith and God's truth to the coming generations. And it's necessary to do our best in order to draw and model the the road to guide new uh, people, new generations to Christ, to heaven. So, I think we are we have been doing uh, work that is is still uh, much, but it is uh, still much to be done, and we need more women to add uh, to come to this great army, as I said, because 
the there are many who are needing who who are um struggling in the darkness and they don't know how to solve those problems they have and we we do know the lord we are we have the responsibility to to tell them that is we are what we are trying to do but it is sometimes it's a um hard a strong battle yeah in the you know a spiritual warfare i i think that that we must we know we are overcomers because the lord has the victory and he is he is almighty he is our god he is uh, the lord but we need and i think we need to you know to bring to look for more and more women who want to to say i'm here i'm ready to stare and go and and, and to declare to proclaim God's truth wherever we are yeah. i don't know if you said if it has sense to you no yeah i mean i think there are so many people in my generation who are waking up to the fact that this can't be all that life has to offer and i think that we are a smart generation and we're uh we're ready to do what needs to be done in order to live the way that is going to be um most purpose filled, most um rewarding and also the most universally great for our community around us. And so I think that in the midst of the well trying to build an army of women to fight for the gospel I think that there needs to be a word given to these women who are my age um, of the younger generation. And I wonder if today you had a word for us in regards to joining this army of Christ. There, You know, there are many ideas today calling the attention of women from all ages, not only young women, but other women as well. The feminist uh, attractive misconception has penetrated even into the churches in such natural way that they may easily deceive many who think nothing is wrong with them. For example, women independence, that is uh, something that all women purchase uh, are once today thoughts of, I don't need a man to help me, I can do it alone, I'm more intelligent than him, things like that. Those those are thoughts never intended in God's plan for womanhood. I I think that you young ladies and all women in total, we, we need to go to the Bible to be aware, to learn how to live of the real womanhood that the only one who who knows better who who says the complete truth about that is God. He he created us. So he is the one who knows better who how we, we must act as as ladies. There is um I can see even into the churches today excessive searching for eternal beauty improper style of dressing, showing sometimes private parts, and more. But in, I think it 
you are a woman who really wants to honor God and live for His glory and fulfill your purpose in life, you must go to the Bible and hear from God Himself what He has to tell you. Because there are there are many people saying all kinds of things today. Even into the churches, I repeat, you would find wrong ideas in, as a repetition of what they have heard. Because it might sound great. The only word you can completely trust and have for sure is God's word. Only in the Bible you can satis satisfy the thirst of your soul forever, not for a little while only. And only in the Bible you can find direction in a world that is so confused. So that is my I think my best advice yes. because every time I I want to be encouraged or I need a counsel or whatever in my life, I go to the Bible first. I need to hear from directly from God what He has to tell me. He has so many wonderful plans and promises and things to my life that when I If I, am, I decide to be obedient, so yes, it's great the result uh, that God brings. So that's the best you can do. Go to the Word, go to the Bible, and look for God's voice every day. Who knows better what is best for us than the one who created us. And so, um, you know, wow. Finita, you have been such a blessing to your family to your community, to your nation, to your country, to Cuba. You have been a blessing to me, to my family. Thank you. Thank you. It is such just an honor to serve beside you. And I know that what you have said today is going to bless in abundance those who God has purpose to listen to it. So we are, we are praying for you continually. And I'm just going to ask now that anyone who is listening to this at this moment to please just pray for the people of Cuba. Pray for God's provision. Pray for his blessing. Pray for his comfort and his peace that he will reign and that many, many, many more souls will come to know him through the work of the well, through the work of um, Proclaim Cuba in all of the ministries that are there. Uh, reaching out and impacting the world and showing that when there is a need, there is no greater provider than our Holy God and Father. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today at Conversations at the Well. We hope your soul was truly refreshed by the story you heard and the words of wisdom that were spoken over you. Our ministry is doing work across borders, and we'd love for you to join us on mission, whether that's here in the U.S. or overseas best way to join us is by subscribing to our email newsletter. We love you friends and we'll see you next week at the next conversation at the well.